Florida man arrested. What did he do this time, Florida man? <laughs> arrested by the Coast Guard for trying to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a human-sized hamster wheel. Wait, that's illegal? Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 7-Eleven on Wisconsin's Morning News. You know, we talked about this. A lot of school districts still struggling to fill needed bus routes as companies are struggling to find drivers. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. Your kids have any trouble getting in and out of the bus? Bus pick them up? Bus on time? Uh, Bus was about 20 minutes late the first day picking up. You can live with that, right? There are yeah, going to be some fits and starts okay. to the school year. They've been later than they said they would be coming home, but nothing too dramatic. Okay. We had reports. I mean, was it your niece and nephew, Brandon? Yeah, it was. Like a couple hours, hours late on the bus? Yeah, three, three hours. hours that's tough. So once we get kids on the bus, though, we, of course, want them to stay safe. And that's on all of us. Debbie Lazica with a quick refresher on what to do when coming upon a school bus who's dropping off or picking the kids up. You'd think it's a no-brainer. If you see a school bus pull over, their lights come on, and the stop sign swings out from the side, you stop, right? Well, one violation of this particular statute is too many. So what are we talking about here? Dodge County Sheriff Dale Schmidt. When you are approaching a school bus, either from the front or the rear, and it's displaying its flashing red warning lights, and that bus is completely stopped, you must stop your vehicle and wait for the bus to resume motion or to extinguish those red flashing lights. Think about it. If a bus is stopping, it's because there are kids around, either being picked up or dropped off. Kids are smaller. They tend to dart out into traffic, and we want traffic to come to a complete stop and make sure that all the kids make it to school safely. Nobody gets into a crash. It doesn't matter if you're in a regular vehicle or if you're an emergency vehicle with red and blue lights going. You need to come to a stop and wait for those individuals walking across the road. And just because you don't see an officer anywhere around, don't think you can get away with violating this. Within 24 hours, if a school bus operator has seen a violation of this statute, they can report it to the law enforcement agency responsible so a citation can be issued for what's called owner's liability for a vehicle illegally passing a school bus. And it doesn't matter if you, as the owner, weren't driving. Really what that statute is intended to do is to try and get the person who was driving because if an owner doesn't want that citation, they will turn over who was actually driving the vehicle at the time. The idea behind that is if they can't establish who is actually driving, the citation can still be served because as a car owner, you are ultimately responsible for where your vehicle is at all times. So what's the damage if you violate this? The fine for this offense is $326.50 and four points against your driver's license. And that dollar amount pales in comparison to if you were to strike a child, you certainly could uh, face potential of criminal penalties as well as civil liability, um, which is going to be much more expensive than that three. $326 citation. Not to mention the feeling of guilt you'd have of hitting a child. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Well, there there is that important point, so let's all take it easy out there. No yelling on the bus! Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Frustrating start through the week for our Milwaukee Brewers as they had the tie and run on base in both the 8th and the ninth innings on Wednesday in Pittsburgh. Pinch hitter Rowdy Telez grounded into a double play and William Contreras striking out looking at a pitch that eh, just seemed to be a bit outside. The pitch. There goes the runner. And a called third strike. 
fastball at 98. Contreras disagreed with the call. C.B. Buckner ends this game on strike three. And the Pirates will win the series, winning game three here today by a final score of five to four. With the loss and a Cubs win, the Brewers lead now in the NL Central has fallen to just one and a half games. Vinny, I got to ask you the Joe Joe Vitrano update. What do we? I'm <laughs> sorry. What do okay. we? <laughs> My dad texted text me this morning at 6:42 a.m. Looks like I picked the wrong week to purchase playoff <laughs> tickets. With apologies to Airplane. <laughs> you didn't relax. So there's no panic We're okay. on your side. Joe might be, you know. Mr. Okay. might be panicking a little bit. The Brewers do get enough today. They're set to begin a three-game series with the Yankees in New York on Friday night. The Green Bay Packers hitting the practice field for the first time this week in preparation for week one down in Chicago. Not a great day for the Packers. Both of Jordan Love's top two targets, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, missing practice with hamstring injuries. Head coach Matt LaFleur with an update. Matt, what's the level of concern with Romeo and Christian for Sunday? Like we always say, we'll give them the, the whole week and we'll see where they're at. That doesn't sound very comforting coming from the head coach. I like how he's always annoyed we ask about Like, I know you're not going to say anything, but we're, yes, we would like to know. Are these guys going to play ball or not? And it's a big moment. Right. It's number 10's first start. I mean, despite Don't the be annoyed. Work, despite those injury concerns, there are some worries there for the Packers fans. Number 10, he's not really too worried. He's excited to finally get a shot. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's been a waiting game. Um, I've been waiting this whole time to be able to get out there and. Um, show what I can do, but it, it's been awesome to see those guys. You know, they, they've all kind of made their mark pretty early um, and have done really good things right off the bat. So um, I'm happy for those guys. Uh, they did a great job, but um, yeah, I'm definitely you know, excited to finally get my shot. Bears, Packers, just days away from their Sunday afternoon kickoff. If they both don't play, what's your level of concern there, Vinny? Uh, pretty high. Pretty high. We'll right. See. Well, yeah. uh, one thing that Matt LaFleur has always done well is use the running backs and receiver roles. So high hopes for seeing a lot of A.J. Dillon and a lot of Aaron Jones, and maybe they're going to be catching the ball out of the backfield. Sure. He'll split them out sometimes. He yeah. can get He creative. was a leading receiver, uh, yep. Aaron Jones was, when a week, I think it was week eight of 2021, where but they didn't have anybody. But high level of concern. Yeah. 719 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I want to share with you this morning the work of a national nonprofit with a local chapter that you may be surprised is even needed. Uh, I became aware of this, I just told you in the break, because of our great partners here at WTMJ, Johnson & Sons Paving. They are big supporters of it. Roberta Johnson, her sons, Jeff and Jason at the business, and then brother Larry. Larry's the lawyer, Michelle. So I don't know, he's, he's not in the paving business. Black sheep. Seems to be a good enough guy. <laughs> the whole family in the business, they support this local charity. And we often talk about hunger, what they now call food insecurity. And this nonprofit is called Blessings in a Backpack. The local chapter is based in Waukesha County. And there are thousands of children in Waukesha County schools on free and reduced lunch programs because their families struggle to pay for food. But what happens on the weekends? That's where Blessings in a Backpack steps in. And I talked with board member Regina Estrada about that. We provide food to kids on the weekends. We want to bridge the gap between Fridays at 3 and Mondays at 8 when they'll go home to some level of food insecurity. They've gotten the free and reduced lunches during the week and now we're trying to be an adjunct to the food that their parents can provide them. And you're serving a number of schools in in Waukesha County. This year we're going to hit 41 schools in Waukesha County. All of the elementary schools in Waukesha plus La Casa de Esperanza We're going to be in Menominee Falls, 
Sussex, Oconomowoc, Heartland Lakeside, and Kettle Moraine. I think so many people would be surprised to learn that there's that level of need in Waukesha County. You know what, Vince? This has been this has been the story from the get-go. It's it is hard to believe. Waukesha County is the second most affluent county in Wisconsin, and what we've what we've told people is these are the kids in your own backyards. Mm-hmm. You don't know what goes on, right? You you're driving to work and some of these kids standing at the school bus could be hungry kids mm-hmm. and and the need is great in Waukesha County. How have you known the impact that you're having? I know you've you've seen it firsthand. People have shared stories with you. Right. We've gotten we've gotten some really good stories. A few years ago, one of the volunteers was going through the hallway distributing food and a mom stopped her and said, you wouldn't believe what a difference this food makes in my household on the weekends. This is six to eight items of food, a cereal, a beef stick, a fruit, root, fruit roll up, some crackers. So you know you're making an impact. One teacher wrote us a note saying, you think you're giving food to these kids and really you're making them feel important, cared for, and loved. I mean, that's that that's such an impact right how can people help we have a gala coming up uh, tell me about the event yep bridge the gap is on thursday october 12th at the marriott west and we have uh, seats available you can go onto our website which is wakasha.blessingsinabackpack.org and you'll see the link there to purchase tickets you can uh, we have some great silent auction items some great live auction items we like to say we put the fun into fundraiser so uh okay <laughs> i'm counting on it yeah. since i'm emceeing you yeah <laughs> please attend anyway yeah. <laughs> and then how about how about just through the year if people can't attend the gala or whatever how can people help you through the year you know what we um we certainly will accept donations throughout the year because we are our goal is to raise the funds. We have a $500,000 budget to feed all these kids. And so we need to, we need to raise that money for, for the food that we have to buy. So again, wakasha.blessingsinabackpack.org. There's a button there that they can uh, click on to make a donation. Right now for back to school, it would be so important. That, that really, the, a donation would be really appreciated. And if you'd like to help, the Bridge the Gap Gala is coming up October 12th. It's at the Milwaukee Marriott West. going to be a great evening. would love to see you out there supporting Blessings in a Backpack and our great partners, Johnson & Sons Paving. You were asking about the backpack, Michelle. It's not – they don't give them a backpack. They, they put the food discreetly in kids' backpacks, you know, so nobody else has to know. Right. right? Not, kids, kids aren't embarrassed. Yes, exactly. So it's a wonderful program. I know it'll be a special and inspirational evening if you care to join us. So for more information, you can text the words bless the word blessings. So that's plural. Blessings to the old National Bank talk and text line. Blessings to 855-616-1620. And we will send you the link. Sighting Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 736. Brewers General Manager Matt Arnold is our guest on Brewers 360, coming up at 745. So whenever a headline starts off with Florida Man, you know you're in for... <laughs> That's a solid start. ...an interesting story. So Florida Man arrested... <laughs> what did he do this time, Florida Man? <laughs> arrested by the Coast Guard for trying to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a human-sized hamster wheel. Wait, that's illegal? He wanted to run to London in his hamster wheel. Okay, well, well, I agree that probably isn't a good idea. Why is that illegal? Because it was a, hold on, manifesting unsafe vessel. It wasn't registered. <laughs> okay. He didn't register his hamster wheel 
couldn't provide the documentation. I don't know, but okay. It probably, it probably has a registration <laughs> fee, right? And you didn't pay your hundred bucks to register this hamster wheel. So Reza, Reza, Reza Bellucci, 44-year-old guy. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right, Bellucci. He's a marathoner. Okay. He was found near the end of August, 70 miles off of Tybee Island, Georgia, in his hamster wheel, which was afloat, by the way, as a result of wiring and buoys. This thing looks like a giant you, you like, a barrel. What does it look mm-hmm. like? So it's like a big, it's like a giant barrel, like a okay. mesh wire cage looking thing. But then on the, the both ends, it kind of looks like Ferris wheels with buoys attached to them so he runs inside it that gets it moving and then it's like paddles on either side like a paddle wheel there's paddles yeah inside yes. like a mississippi river boat except it's dude in there <laughs> except it's a dude yeah it's big i don't know i mean obviously it's somewhat effective if you made it 70 miles off the coast not bad guy uh but yeah he he told authorities he wanted to run all the way to london then when they tried to cut it, well, he was short. only like a thousand miles away still. Right, right. Well, he just almost just made it. Yeah, then he threatened to kill himself. Oh, that's terrible. It is. Days later, they finally get him off this thing. Okay, you mean they're negotiating with <laughs> yes. him to like get him off this off the wheel? Yes. So you need to come aboard. Right. Okay. So then he finally disembarked in Miami Beach, Florida. Did he take it back? He like turned around. I guess. Is there any recourse? Can he register this vehicle now in some way that he can make this attempt again? Well, I don't know, but he, this is not apparently the first time he's tried this stunt. <laughs> 2014, 2016, 2021. Okay, guys. All have ended with Coast Guard intervention. Can't they just, you know, take the vehicle away from him? And <laughs> We're going to need to confiscate this. <laughs> it's not safe, dude. Come on. You can take it away. I'm just going to build it again. Somebody's got to work with this guy. And he says he guy. will. He says he will continue to try. They can... Try to stop me, but I'm going to keep going. There has to be a way that you can make this a, a legal vessel. Can he get like an escort? I mean, people like swim from Cuba to Florida. Wait, the guy's right. trying to swim Lake Michigan. Well, I can see this being a fun thing to do on a lake. Okay. You know, you, you get one of these things, you go out for the day. Hey, now that's a great idea. Let somebody bring him here. He can go from Milwaukee to Muskegon. Well, that's probably okay, right alongside the Lakeside too. Ferry, Lake Express Ferry. Let's well, find he can have an escort. If he runs into trouble, we'll throw him in the boat. No harm right. done. Very good. Just make sure you get a Wisconsin boat license. Well, they don't want to make it. Oops. That was not what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with me. There you go. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. It's heard Saturdays at 10 right here on WTMJ. Okay. 743 Wisconsin's Morning News. we got Brewers General Manager Matt Arnold joining us momentarily on Brewers 360. Just one more thing on this guy in the hamster wheel who wanted to cross the ocean. I'm serious. Can we... Somebody get this guy to Milwaukee. Let's do a lake crossing. Somebody just suggested on the old National Bank talk and text line, can't he escort the guy who tried swimming across Lake Michigan? Yeah, the shark just went for it again. Fell short. Let's have the shark in the water and hamster wheel guy. And let's go. Go for it. Got to be a fundraiser in there or something. Let's get this guy here. He was raising money for something, by the way. Okay. I, yeah. It was a there was a charity aspect too. What's the guy's name again? You got that oh, up there? Usaki or something? Reza. 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 Yeah. I, don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay. Big fan. I want that guy in Milwaukee. Seven forty four on Wisconsin's Morning News. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers lost the game and the series on Wednesday afternoon to the Pittsburgh Pirates. This one by a final of 5-4 to four with the loss and a Chicago Cubs win. The lead in the NL Central now down to just one and a half games. It's an off day today for the Brew Crew as they are set to begin a three-game series in New York on Friday night. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. He gets on base a lot. Rocco, do I care if it's a walk or a hit? Pete? You do not. I do not. Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold live with us. If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? This morning. Morning, Matt. Hi. Good morning, Vince. How are you? I'm good. I want to see if you'll follow me on an analogy here. (laughs) See if this speaks to you (laughs) about us as Brewers fans. So... I've been looking forward for weeks to going to Great America, my favorite ride there, okay? I stand in line for an hour. I finally get on the ride, and it's the big roller coaster, and we're going up the thing, and click, 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 we're going up, and we're, I should be enjoying the ride because I really wanted to be on this ride. And yet, the entire time I'm on the ride, all I'm thinking about is what's going to happen when the ride is over? When are we getting to the next ride, and how long is that line going to be? Does that speak to you about something that's going on in the Brewer's world right now? Um, yeah, I think it does. I mean, look, we're, you know, you can't have joy without a little bit of pain. Right. And, (laughs) and, um, you know, we're, 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 we, we go, I mean, look, it's, it's a long season and and we've had some incredible stretches. We won nine games in a row, not that long ago. Um, this team is super resilient, you know, and, and I think it's, it's, uh, it's a good thing to, to overcome some adversity and, and our team has shown that they're, we're able to bounce back and, uh, look, we're still in first place, and, and the guys are doing great. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do against the Yankees here this weekend. You know, and the other part of that analogy, Matt, is continuing conversation about Craig Council and his future with the team. And, like, it seems really clear. We asked Counts about it this week, you know, like about his future and, and what he wants, and he just doesn't want to talk about it. And I know there's some reporting out there, and some people are claiming to know, well, he has designs on going to New York and following David Stearns, your predecessor, and doing all this stuff. And... It would be wrong to assume, I think, that Craig knows what he wants to do and just hasn't told anybody. Hadn't told you, hadn't told Mark Atanasio. You know Craig as well as anyone. He seems like he wants to live in the moment, do his job right now, and when that job is done, hopefully in you know late October, early November, then he'll step away, he'll take a moment, and then you all will talk about what his future looks like. Yeah, Vince, I think that's probably a, a fair way to characterize it. I mean, you know, we, as, as I've said a number of times, they care about Craig a ton here and, and respect so much of what he's been able to accomplish here for this franchise and this community. And, you know, right now it's, it's, it's not really what we're focused on. You know, I, I know it's something that's really, really important to him and, and to all of us, um, certainly his future. But right now we're focused on winning today, and that's, uh, that's where our head is. Uh, speaking of winning today, Matt, what is the uh, status of guys like Aaron Ashby, Garrett Mitchell? I know your postseason roster is is getting close to uh, probably being discussed. I'm sure you probably have already talked about it already, but those are two key contributors. Do you see them coming back before the season and for the playoffs? Yeah, it, it's hard to say, I think, at this point. I mean, look, both those guys are on rehab assignments. They're just at the at the early stages of of, uh, of those, and, and both of those guys are doing really well. you know. And, and so it's just hard to handicap exactly how long that's going to take. It's going to be largely dictated by their bodies and how they respond. Um, you know, the pressures of a playoff environment is, is always a challenge, but, you know, those guys have put themselves in a position uh, to be in the mix for us, and that's a huge credit to those guys. 
Brewers General Manager Matt Arnold with us on Brewers 360 this morning. Back to school week, Matt. How are things in the household? Everything good? A little crazy. I told everybody <laughs> to kind of keep it down for a couple minutes if they could, but uh, no promises. Maybe some uh, some fireworks in the background here, but no, everybody's good and um, excited to get back to school for sure. Are you bus family or drop-off family? Is it south to drop off, north to pick up for somebody? You got to drop them off? Uh, more more biking, actually. Sweet. Yeah, the, the, the kids will kids will bike a lot so we just get them out make sure they're wearing a helmet and and uh and get them on their way that's awesome all right we'll talk again next week matt thanks so much for the time awesome thank you guys mark tauscher joins us next a wild card in tausch trivia today michelle richards will join the pool of contestants watch out so this is a wild card you ready for (laughs) trivia Sure. All right. Trivia with Tausch is next. We need a player. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Caller number five plays Trivia with Tausch next. It's the most important pick you'll make all week. Who are you going to pick? This guy? Work me around. Check me this. Check me that. Poke me here. Poke me there. This guy. (laughs) Or him. That's worse than Luke Ball. That's, you know, gazpacho cold. The choice is yours. It's time for Trivia with Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Gazpacho. Great drop there. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. And Trivia with Tausch today. The wild card, Tausch. Michelle Richards in for Eric Uh today. Don't know what to expect here. Uh Uh-oh. We've struggled, if my memory serves, I think uh, Brandon won last week by stumping us. Uh, So one of us needs to pull this out, and I'm hoping it's going to be me. Well, let's see what our uh, player contestant thinks about all that. Uh, Scott is with us this morning. Morning, Scott. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing well. So here's how the contest works. you got to pick me, you got to pick Tausch, or in this case, Michelle Richards, to get the answer to Brandon's trivia question correct. Or you can think that Brandon stumps us all and ride with Brandon. If you choose correctly, you win a huge prize package. Who's it going to be, Scott? We're going to take the wild card, Michelle. Yeah. Yes. Support. Uh, Solid. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right, my friend. Hang on the line, and we'll see how it works out for you. Brandon, proceed. Are we ready? All right. With week one days away as the Packers head down south to the Windy City to take on the Bears, a sports question today. So my question for all of you, who was the last current member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame to score a touchdown for the Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears? Hmm. Okay. Okay, so it's somebody I, mean, I have an idea, but in the hall, I think I'm going right? to take a clue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Michelle, are we anywhere near your area of expertise? Oh, totally. Yeah, okay. You're right on top of this. <laughs> yep, got All it. Right. Go, all right, go ahead, Brandon. We'll take a clue. All right, first hand. When this touchdown was scored, it was a Super Bowl year for one of these two teams. Months following this game, they went on to win the big game in January. That didn't help me. That did help me. It did, huh? You missed the clue there, Vince. If you didn't, if you don't remember, I'm not going to help you. So okay. we'll All right. continue. I think on. I know what you were getting to, Tausch, and I intentionally put that in there. Oh, I good like a little that. Easter egg for Tausch, but not for <laughs> hey, okay. Yeah. Good. No, that's fine. <laughs> All right, clue number two. Let's go. Are we ready for clue yeah. number two? All right. This player was drafted in the first round, number six overall in of the NFL draft by the Packers. He was named to the NFL Pro Bowl. Eight times, seven with the Packers, and one 
with the Buffalo Bills. Let's say James Lofton. Oh. That's correct. Okay, well, oh, man, that takes care I was going to say that. <laughs> so the hint, Vince, was January. There hadn't been a January Super Bowl in a while. Right. So I thought it had, and the Bears never win a championship, but they did win one in 1985. Correct. It was 80. It was the 85 season. It was 86 the yep. year because it was that that end of that year. So when you said Buffalo, I was like on Don Beebe. Is he in the hall? <laughs> No. <laughs> no? All right. I don't even know if he's in the Packer Hall of Fame. Hall right. of Speed. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Speed. Right? No doubt. That's how far off I was on that. Yeah, that one, not not a good category for me there, Brandon. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, that one was tailor-made for old T to come yeah. through on. And well, it's okay. And, it, you yeah. know, if our, no, if our contestant had stuck with the usual MO, which is to ride with Tausch, which I never discourage, yeah. um, he'd be winning a huge prize package. Scott already dropped off the line. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> Usually we bring him back on. It's Brandon's Jeez, fault. Usually, yeah. Usually, at least he'll, yeah. Uh, no big deal. Right. I think Scott's pissed. Yeah, Scott's no not Michelle. <laughs> ruined Scott's day. Well, normally Brandon will not do a sports-related question for me. What's up? Right. I, uh, I, I usually do. The last three weeks have not been sports-related, but you I could have done with like the a Bears. Chicago question, a city question. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the Bears oh, it's and Packers. Okay. It's right. the NFL's oldest rivalry. Brandon, this is just hey, this is just like if you play in an NFL game. You go through, you set it up, you organize it, and then you get critiqued and Monday morning quarterbacked after everything happens. I know. So, welcome to the club. The fans and Scott upset today. It's okay. Nice job, Tausch. <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow. Let's see you guys.